Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630-CHAD. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Richard top teams and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Ryan. Denied by Smith who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game. My message today is we're trying to win. What time score? Leon Dreisaitl right circle. No risk, no game. And now we're going to have a goalie for action. This is NHL overtime. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Joining you along with Brendan S. Scott. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Well, uh, we have a busy show. The first thing I want to do, working out of the home office today, back in the 630 Chet Studios, is Brendan Escott. Brendan, we have discussions each day, usually around 9 o'clock, 9.30, something like that. Uh, what we're going to roll with... Uh, in a lot of cases, we book the guests out in advance, but also musical selection. So educate our listeners. Uh, what was the rationale uh, behind uh, today's opening uh, song? <laughs> behind the Black Crows? Well, number one, the Black Crows are just a damn good uh, musical group. A couple of brothers there at the helm of it. I can't think of their names off the top of my head, but it's the bassist's uh, birthday today. So I figured I'd throw it back to the early 90s for everybody. All right, there you go. Coming up on uh, today's show, uh, a guy whose haircut stems from the early 1990s, Elliot Freeman for NHL Hockey and Rogers today at 1235. At 105, NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly uh, will join us for about uh, 10 to 12 minutes, and we're going to hit on multiple topics. Um, 
including some comments uh, yesterday uh, from uh, the Premier of Alberta, Jason Kenney. Uh, they do the availabilities every day at 3.30. You know that if you're listening to 6.30 Chad. 6.30 Chad has ongoing COVID-19 pandemic coverage. And uh, the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, there was a slight very passive opening up of uh, things in the province of Alberta. Uh, the league is certainly aware of the numbers here, and there's been lots of different perspectives and theories and those sort of things flown out on a multitude of topics, not just connected to hockey. Obviously, uh, we've got to get COVID-19 and the pandemic under control. Uh, just, just in case you didn't know this, in case nobody else brought this up, uh, after the numbers came out yesterday at 3.30, uh, in the previous 24 hours, there had been 1,200 tests done in Edmonton. There was one positive test. 1,200 tests done. Over 1,200 tests done. One positive test done in Edmonton. Edmonton's percentage in the province has dropped to 9% of the COVID cases. Uh, and that includes the 250 or so people that have already recovered from initially maybe having COVID five or four weeks ago. Um Less than 100 active cases in Edmonton as we speak. Obviously, Calgary and uh, Brooks and areas like High River have been, you know, hit with outbreaks. And, and you know, our hearts are go out there to support them. But Edmonton right now is sitting in a decent spot. And uh, that's going to put Edmonton in a position, if we do indeed have a chance to resume the NHL season, to be a potential host. Now, there was a report today from Larry Brooks saying that the players just want to play in their home cities. And we see the challenges, even in Canada, the differences are, are crazy. I mean, in the province of Quebec today, they announced, I believe, another 160-plus people that had passed away due to COVID. There has not been 100, uh, in, you know, I think Alberta's under 100 right now. Last time I checked, I think Alberta's up around 89 or 90 deaths due to COVID. And one of the things that's been reinforced, and we've brought this up a lot on the show, and I know Ryan does, and I know Jay Lynn does uh, as well, test, test, test. Well, right now, Alberta's testing at over 33,000 tests per million people. To put things in perspective, that is number one in Canada. Uh, BC, conversely, is at 16,500 tests per people and uh, per million and again alberta at 33,000 tests per million bc at 16.5 thousand tests per million and a lot of people think bc's done an excellent job handling uh covid they certainly some might suggest might even be a little bit ahead of alberta but uh you know i know the province of saskatchewan has moved along and uh, there are some interesting numbers even there in terms of uh, where we're at. and it, It's important because a, a lot of us look to Saskatchewan and think that in many respects, Saskatchewan does things right. Well, in Edmonton alone, there's been over 40,000 tests administered, 490 positive tests, under 90 active, under 25 actually in the southwest or south part of the city. Uh, in Saskatchewan, They've done 29,000 tests. So Edmonton has done 10,000 more tests in the province of Saskatchewan. And Saskatchewan at 389 uh, positive tests. And roughly the same amount of active tests as are in Edmonton right now. Hub cities are... Uh Submitting proposals, again, uh, we will hear from Bill Daly coming up a little bit later on on today's show, uh, what sort of things they're looking from hub cities. But make no mistake, the impact of COVID is going to be the biggest part of it. That It has to be approved at a governmental level in order to move going forward. Larry Brooks reported that the players didn't want to go to hub cities, that the players want to go back into 
uh, their respective markets. And again, the range in Canada is staggering just between what Montreal's going through and maybe what, what a city like Edmonton's going through. And then you factor in, imagine what New York's going through. So lots has to happen. Um, and everybody's being very cautious with things. And these situations get politicized and all that kind of scenario takes place and everybody's got different perspectives and we get a wide range of perspectives daily on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. And speaking of Ashley Fine Floors, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. You can also reach us on the River Creek Resort and Casino hotline uh, at 780-496-0063. Like most businesses, the River Cree remains closed by the pandemic, but they'll be back up with over 1,350 slot machine and 40 table games when the province opens up again. The River Cree Resort and Casino excitement. Uh, bet on it. Now, yesterday... We had Brian Burke on the show uh, for our friends at Canadian Power Pack. Brian joins us every Thursday. And that's where we're going to go right now into our Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. And Brian Burke, who worked for the National Hockey League and has been a manager for multiple NHL organizations, said this is where the NHL priority should be at this time. I get very frustrated with with uh, some of the things that we're talking about on radio. I don't, I don't think we're focused on, is it ideal? No. Can they, can they come back in 94, 95? I think they had eight days of training camp after a, lot, a prolonged lockout. There you go. So people are saying they need three weeks. They don't need three weeks. We'd like three weeks. We In an ideal world, we'd have three weeks. But they got to start putting these priorities on a guillotine, in my mind. So... Number one party, perfect world. We finish the regular season. We allow 20 teams into the playoffs. Uh, if we, sorry, we finish the regular season. If we can't, okay, the first casualty is the regular season. Now we're going to expand the playoffs to give those teams that were nipping at the heels of the other teams a chance. Can't do that? Okay, then we're going to go with 16 best teams based on winning percentage like we've always done. Can't do that? We'll go with eight or we'll go to shorter first round. We have to get this to something. I don't think fewer than eight teams is a legitimate cup. That's three rounds. Right. But as the calendar marches along, we have to start realizing what our priorities are. The priority should be to somehow award a Stanley Cup champion in a legitimate fashion. And that's that's my goal. The rest of it, I don't think people have any idea that the damage we're coming back to financially on this. And that's where we're going to go next as we go back into the Oilers Now Audio Vault. Brian Burke says the league is going to take a while to recover financially. Look, at unemployment in the U.S. is at a, at a record. Alberta's a, a shambles economically. Like, I'm just, and I'm not a doom and gloom guy. I actually think we're going to get through this and we'll be fine. I believe in pro sports. I believe how important they are to people. But I don't think it's going to be a quick recovery. It's not a light switch on the wall. And they're going to have some bleeding. Like I talked to one GM the other day, he said they'll have thirty percent renewals in their season tickets if they're lucky. And we're going to need uh, make no mistake uh, when twenty twenty one starts. I would have to think it starts with fans. That might mean that we don't start until December or January. That's looking fairly inevitable right now. Now, Jason Kenny has spoken in the last couple of days. Uh, Brendan, I'm going to bring you in here. Uh, what do we have uh, a quote from uh, Jason Kenny on? Is this from a couple of days ago? 
Yeah, so we spoke on, on Wednesday and just sort of towards the tail end of the press conference gave an update. As we heard, he had had a conversation initially with Gary Bettman. I don't believe there's been a subsequent conversation, but we'll sort of pick it up uh, with about a minute here left and what Kenny had to say on the sports front here in Alberta. Because obviously um, the uh, the season this year is going to be um, at least somehow compromised. Um, on the question of the, the uh, NHL, um, as you know, I, I did have a conversation with uh, Commissioner uh, Bettman about a week ago, and uh, it was a general conversation about the potential for um, Alberta to host uh, some games to wrap up uh, this year's uh, NHL season. I think the league wants to award a, a, a cup this year, and uh, if we could do that safely in Alberta, I think that would be awesome. Uh, we'd have to make sure that all that, that, that all of the health protocols are followed very rigorously, and given the uh, professionalism and the resources of the league I'm confident they could come forward with a detailed proposal that that uh, for consideration by our public health officials we have not yet received such a detailed proposal I have not had any further uh, discussions with the NHL since last week um, my office continues to be in touch with the Edmonton Oilers uh, however and uh, I think uh, conversations continue between them and and the league all right, that is uh, the Premier of Alberta, Jason Kenney. Again, Bell Daily coming up at 1 o'clock. Elliot Freeman at 12.30. Jack Michaels, uh, who will be making regular appearances every Friday. Last Friday got preempted, so we moved him into Monday show. He'll join us uh, today as well. And one of the things we're going to talk to Jack about, and Brendan, I'm going to bring you into the conversation right now, as we go to today's top story brought to you by Great Rock Exteriors. Mother Nature wreaks havoc on your home. Book your free, no-obligation inspection today. Visit Great rockexteriors.ca TSN uh, supplying their all-time Oilers team I know you would have seen it um they had some parameters that were put into place like the fact that uh the players must have uh played at least 225 games uh, for the respective organization. That takes a guy like Chris Pronger out, who, for me, was the best player on the team between the time that Mark Messier left in 1991 and when Connor McDavid got here in 2015. So here's TSN's team. They had Grant Fuhr and Bill Ranford in goal. Uh, the entire defense was made up, really, from guys from the 80s. Paul Coffey, Charlie Huddy, Steve Smith... Uh, we talked about him yesterday, uh, Randy Gregg, Kevin Lowe, and Lee Fogelin. And then their forwards were Ryan Smith with Wayne Gretzky and Yari Curry, Craig Simpson with Mark Messi and Glenn Anderson. That line was unbelievable in the 1990 Stanley Cup final against Boston to close up baby out. Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, Alish Hemsky, and then a grind line, uh, and each team had a grind line of McTavish with Tikkanen, and Buckberger and the foundational player they had as they paid homage to Al Hamilton from the days of the WHA. Uh, in terms of goal, I think you could make an argument that Cujo had two great playoff runs for the Oilers, but Bill Ranford won a con Smythe. You can't argue with Grant Fear. Agree or disagree? 100% agree with that. I, you know what? I looked at the team, and the one thing that stood out to me, Bob, was obviously the, the you know, the Oilers had the highest concentration of players from the smallest uh, time period with the dynasty years making up most of that team. Yeah. So, you know, and it makes sense, but it's, it's incredible when you look at over the course of this franchise how many people could have slotted in there. Yeah. On defense, uh, maybe you could have made an argument for an Oscar Clefbot, maybe. But Paul Coffey, Charlie Uddy, 
no one's going to debate that. They're a great pairing. Charlie Huddy was amongst the plus-minus leaders year in and year out. Coffey, you know, one of the highest-scoring defensemen in NHL history. Steve Smith and Randy Gregg, uh, I think everybody that listens to the show knows my feelings on Steve Smith. He was critical in the Oilers, specifically their 88-90 Stanley Cup championships. I think most fans that watched Kevin Lowe as a player realized that Kevin Lowe was a really important player to that group. Uh, and then you had Lee Fogelin, who was his defense partner. You could have maybe argued Craig Muni instead of Lee Fogelin. That would have been a tough one. I would have gone with Fogelin myself. Um, and then up front, the only, you know, I, I'd have to, for me, I'd have to, again, I get the concept of the checking line with Matavich, Ticken, and, and Buckberger. I'm comfortable with that. I like that they had Hemsky on the team because I personally think that Alish Hemsky is underappreciated, including by some of the Edmonton media, for how good of a player he actually was. Um, and I think that there's some personal reasons why that occurred. Um, just like there's some personal reasons why a lot of the media really liked Ryan Smith. But when I think back to the 2006 Stanley Cup final run, in crunch times, Al Chemsky was a guy that could elevate and help get Edmonton out of a little bit of trouble. Uh, but Smith, Simpson, Taylor Hall, I think there's a debate with those three. Okay? You can make an argument that Taylor Hall was the best order. You can make an argument. You look at Craig Simpson's playoff numbers, they're unbelievable. Uh, Craig was a highly competitive player. But Craig also benefited from playing on a team that were winners. And when Taylor came here, the team was in a full-blown rebuild. Uh, there's no debate for me if McDavid and Dreisaitl, that's a slam dunk. So just with the forwards, Brennan, what's your thoughts? The one surprise omission for me, I guess, would be Doug Waite. But then, you know, you talk about the time that he was there, and that was definitely the transitional phase sort of away from the dynasty. So I understand that. Uh, but the argument you make for Taylor Hall, I mean, he spent six seasons here and was productive pretty well the whole run. So I think that, you know, there there should be a spot for him on this team. And I'm just looking at some of the other omissions here, Bob. And and Blair McDonald is one that you'd be a lot more familiar with than mine. That's obviously WHA days for, for the most fun. Fire Hydrant could score 40 goals playing with uh, uh, Wayne Gretzky. That was the line that Glenn Sather attributed to Blair McDonald. Uh, Blair's a really nice man. He'd be the first to tell you he benefited. Like, Taylor Hall w was dynamic and carried his line. Uh, Ryan Smith had 39 goals one year, 20 on the power play, mostly playing with Doug Waite. Uh, Craig Simpson, it's pretty hard to argue with the body of work that Craig Simpson had at Edmonton. And his playoff performance, again, you know, and I'm a huge Glenn Anderson guy. You know that. So I I, I really, I'd be hard, like, I could maybe debate the Hall, Hall not being on the team. And that, given the parameters, 225-plus games, I'd like to find a way to put Nugent Hopkins on the team. I just can't get there. Uh, and I sure in heck would be re-signing Ryan Nugent Hopkins if, uh, you know, down the road. I'd like to see Ryan H Nugent Hopkins retire as an Edmonton Oilers. His agent, uh, Rick Vallette, is based in High River. And you'd be naive to believe that at some point that's a conversation that maybe takes place uh, with general manager Ken Holland. I mean, Ryan's... Ryan's the third best player on the team right now. It's 12:24. We got to get to uh, NHL today for elite promotional marketing when we come back. Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6:30. Chad. All right, quick text on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, what about Adam Graves for the fourth line? Uh, 
for me, didn't play enough at Edmonton and didn't establish himself as an NHL star like he did with the New York Rangers. Let's go to, and I love Adam Graves, great guy, but a better Ranger than he was in a winner. NHL Today brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, building tailored branded programs where your order is done on time every time. It's Elite Promotional Marketing, and here's Brendan Escott. Just before we jump into this, uh, we played the br- the Black Crows remedy off the top of the show, and Clayton texted in and said, Chris and Rich Robinson are the brothers, and Johnny Colt is the basis. That's whose birthday it is today. Uh, entry-level contract right now getting doled out like Halloween candy. The Oilers uh, assigned Philip Berglund to a deal. He will spend next year on loan in the SHL before coming over to Bakersfield. The Flames inked former Everett Silvertips standout uh, goaltender Dustin Wolf to an entry-level deal. He went to the seventh round to them last year and is a finalist for WHL Goaltender of the Year. The Sens finally put pen to paper with Artem Zub out of the KHL after weeks of speculation he was signing there. The top Habs prospect Alexander Romanov and his agent Dan Milstein says that he will absolutely be signing in Montreal. It's just a matter of when. But interesting, though, because the Russian Hockey Federation, Bob, released a list of player agents that aren't accredited to work in Russia, and Milstein's name was the biggest one that I could find on that list. So I'm not sure what all that means. But uh, Well, I'll tell you, uh, that's a government I wouldn't want to screw with. Yeah, no kidding. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Uh, Edmonton Oil Kings signed their first rounder from last week's Bantam draft. Dawson Seitz, out of Medicine Hat to a standard player agreement. And George LaRock revealed on Twitter yesterday yes, he is battling yes. COVID-19. He expects a full recovery. And we'll talk to uh, George once he gets through things down the road. All right, uh, again, that is NHL Today for Drew Shamahorn and the staff at Elite Promotional Marketing who are wishing you the best and to stay safe during these challenging times and stay positive as well. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, Elliot Freeman for the River Cree Resort Casino when we come back. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.